Thanks for tuning in to our Neighborhood Church podcast. Join us on Sunday at any of our locations. To learn more about our church, visit neighborhoodchurch.com or download our church app. Chosen to be here this morning uh, here at Neighborhood Church. I'm glad that you're here both in person and online. Welcome. Uh, My name is Mike, one of the pastors here, and one of the reasons I'm so glad that you're here as it shows you value something about gathering here today. Maybe it's that interaction with God or the people, the music. I'm sure it's the preaching <laughs> and, uh, and experience together, the teaching, the connection, because truly our choices uh, reveal what we value and what we treasure. Now, you've just been sharing a treasured memory maybe with some people around you. And uh, how many of you, uh, that favorite memory was some kind of vacation you had? Anybody there? Okay. What about uh, maybe it's a a, a great accomplishment, a favorite accomplishment. Anybody have a favorite memory, treasure memory of that? Yeah. Maybe it's a family gathering that you had or some time with family. That's a treasured memory. Yes. Someone there and uh, maybe special time with God. Anything I missed is that's a treasured memory. Wedding day. Wedding day. He just scored some points right there. (laughs) Wedding day. Having kids. Yes, absolutely. That's a treasured memory. Or having grandkids. That is, we have two new ones on the way very soon. We're very excited about that. I can recall um, uh, some great times with God, whether it's been in his word, uh, a time uh, interacting with him, my daily devotion time, or maybe it was a time listening to a sermon or a podcast or or even a time of worship, uh, interacting with God, uh, wonderful times. We have great times as a family that my picture of my family is going to show up on the screen. We have a great, great time. I love it. Uh, uh, just some fun opportunities uh, to be together. We have great times. There's one particular time that uh, one Christmas, I found some uh, uh, Japanese headbands that I had got when I was visiting one of our missionaries in Japan. And uh, you can see on the screen there, I I grabbed the three oldest grandkids and we put those on and we ran around the house being ninjas. And I have that as my, uh, one of my screensavers on my phone. And that is a treasured memory because just the time that we had and you can see the excitement on our faces and I will always treasure that uh, as me and the boys act, I act down to their age and we have fun which is normal occurrence I have a few treasures on the table up here one is a, a beautiful sculpture one of my kids made you're probably wondering what it is so am I <laughs> but uh, I think it's a frog But uh, um, it was given to me by one of my kids, and that's a treasured memory. I have a bunch of uh, different cards here. Uh, Happy birthday, Papa, from one of my grandkids and and that, and some notes from Christy. Happy birthday, Mike. These are treasured memories. I have them in my underwear drawer, kind of stuffed underneath there, and they, they stay there, and I pull them out every now and then. One of them is this cup that my son gave me on his wedding day. He gave it to all the groomsmen, it's a cup that has, you can chalk right on it and it's kind of smeared because it, but I didn't want to um, erase it because it says, Pop, I am like you in almost too many ways. <laughs> and uh, just so proud of him. And that's a treasured memory for me. Uh, what we treasure uh, is interesting for uh, our choices set our value and, and what we treasure and what we treasure actually shapes our heart. 
Uh, Jesus said in Matthew chapter 6, verse 21, for where your treasure is, there your heart will be also. Our heart is the core of our being, our core processing chip, the, the filter of our decisions, the place where life direction and determination is set. Jesus put it this way in Matthew chapter 12, verse 34, the last half of that verse and 35, it says, for out of the abundance of your heart, the mouth speaks. The good person out of his good treasures brings forth good. The evil person out of his evil treasure brings forth evil. How our heart is shaped then matters. And Mark, who wrote the gospel of Mark in the Bible, the Bible book we've been studying, has been encouraging us to make choices, make choices, turning our hearts towards Jesus and to follow him, to live life his way. Mark now brings out what um, this following of Jesus is to be a matter of the heart, that core processing part of our life. He does this in a very interesting story in Mark chapter 10, verses 17 to 31. In this interaction, uh, uh, seven choices are brought out that give space for Jesus to shape our heart his way. For following Jesus is not just actions given, but a heart surrendered and Jesus driven. Now, before we walk into these seven choices, I want you to stand to your feet. Let's pray and ask God to challenge us this morning. Would you pray with me? Father God, thank you. Thanks for the great time of worship and just realizing that it's all about you. That's the heart of worship. And so God, I'm praying that now as we take a look at what tenders our heart, what shapes our heart in this very interesting interaction, that you would teach us, you would challenge us, you would encourage us. May we be open to learning from you today, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. You can have a seat. I encourage you to take out, if you're here in person, uh, take out the worship folder that you were given, fold it over. Uh, that card that Adley talked about is in there. We'd love a prayer request about you. There's a, a, a Humulate Camp Aid thing I'll tell you about a little bit later, but there's an outline there. There's some blanks to fill in. You can The answers will be up on the screen. If you're online, you can download that uh, outline there or just grab a piece of paper and fill it out. And we'd appreciate that. Uh, in our lobby area, and it's also downloadable, is our study guide, which has all the answers to the fill in the blanks and all the extra verses that I mentioned. And there's a number of questions inside there that just will help you as you study further. Because our hope is that you would take this time in God's word as a launch pad for some personal study, that you'd look into this story a little bit more, maybe some verses around it. Uh, many of our life groups do that as a process through this. Also on our webpage is a revive section, which has some additional information for you and some additional uh, resources for you and a link to our podcast, which we uh, have each week. <clears throat> now, Mark has been challenging us to place Jesus in that center uh, place of the highest and greatest influence of our life. Because the truth is, Jesus is worthy to follow. Life set his direction actually works. It's best. It's most fulfilling. We thrive following Jesus. And now he gets down to the core of our being, our heart, where faith sits, where belief influences our life. And the choices we make influence our heart. For following Jesus is not just actions given, but a heart surrendered and Jesus driven. The first of these seven choices that give space for Jesus to shape our heart is a choice to interact with Jesus. 
to interact with Jesus. Hopefully you have your Bible ready and open. This first point is verse 17 to 20. It says, and he, that's Jesus, was setting out on his journey. Now it's important that we notice this part is him setting out on a journey because as Mark takes this next section, he's moving towards the cross. Just like we're in the season of, as Adley was talking about, the season of Lent, preparing us to really take in the full meaning of what Easter is all about, Jesus' life, his death, his burial, and his resurrection. That's what we celebrate on Easter Sunday. And woo, we got a great Sunday planned out for you. I really hope you can make to one of our services there. Uh, but but as, he, as Jesus set out on his journey, this is important. Mark is aligning these stories to help us uh, to understand what Christ has for us in life. And this particular story is important. So as he's setting out, a man ran up to him. Now, this man, is, this story is also found in the gospel of, of, of Matthew and in Luke. And in those verses, uh, they're talking about that in Matthew's gospel, Matthew 19, verse 20, it says that he was young. And in Luke chapter 18, verse 18, it says that he was a ruler. In all accounts, it says that he was wealthy. That's why he is called the rich young ruler. So this rich young ruler comes up to him and he says to him, good teacher, what must I do to inherit eternal life? And Jesus says to him, why do you call me good? No one is good except God alone. You know the commandments, do not murder, do not commit adultery, do not steal, do not bear false witness, do not defraud, honor your father and mother. And he said to him, teacher, all these I have kept from my youth. And you think, wow, that's a little arrogant. Really? You've kept every single one of them? Sounds a bit arrogant. But Jesus expands on one particular commandment that's very interesting. Am I standing in the wrong place? Okay, we'll figure it out. Um, <clears throat> he says, Jesus uses the word defraud. Do not steal, do not bear false a witness, do not defraud. Uh, Jesus expands on the commandment that says, do not covenant, do not covet, which means uh, wanting what others have. Jesus uses the word defraud which means to covet or want something so bad we give off the impression we have it so others believe we have it. Now, as I, as I was studying this and, and looking at this, isn't that interesting? Because isn't that what happens on the internet with all those posted Photoshopped pictures or that certain stance that made you, makes you look just, how are you supposed to move your hip so you look skinnier? I mean, I'm not so sure, but it, 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 it or, or, or make sure you take a thousand pictures to get that one perfect picture. Uh, why? To maybe embellish what we post and to create an image that maybe is not really true. Why do we do that? Why do we defraud? That choice conditions our heart and, and we should be careful. But even in all that, this, this, this guy, this rich young ruler made the choice to interact with Jesus. Seeing Jesus as good, a, a great choice that he made. This rich young ruler saw Jesus as important enough to ask him some deeper questions. And that's a great place to be. To consider Jesus worthy, to get to know, to listen to him, to humble ourselves. This guy kneeled. 
probably wasn't used to kneeling because that takes humility. And it does take humility to come to Jesus in us being here today at church, online at church. It's a great choice to humble ourselves and to be willing to come and to take in, to surrender ourselves enough to listen and to learn. Let's keep making that choice. Uh, keep taking time to, to delve into God's word. Yes, yeah, sometimes it's confusing and we need some help. Some, and sometimes it takes some time to carve out time to be able to, to come to a place where we can learn like church. But let's surrender ourselves enough to listen and to learn because following Jesus is not just actions given, but a heart surrendered and Jesus driven. The next choice to to give shape, uh, to give space for Jesus to shape our heart is so important. It's a choice to know we're loved. Look at verse, the first part of verse 21. Jesus looked at him and loved him. Jesus loved him. I wish we could have been there to see how that was revealed, how it came out. Was it a look? Was it a hug? Was it something else Jesus said that's not recorded? What we do know is what Jesus what has been recorded for us, that Jesus does love us. John 15, 9 says, As the Father has loved me, so I have loved you, Jesus says. Abide, which means to live in that love. In other words, to, to have it so real in your life that we're focusing in and living in that love and enjoying that love. John 15, 13 says, Greater love has no one than this, than he laid down his life for his friends. And that's exactly what Jesus did as he went to the cross. Jesus' love is real. And as you read God's word, you can sense it. That's what really drew me to, to salvation and faith in Jesus. See, before I knew about Jesus, I, I, I had just kind of heard about him. I didn't feel very lovable, but I kept reading the Bible and verse after verse after verse reveals how much God loves us. And it's true. <laughs> and I believed it. Let's know this truth. John 3, 16, a very familiar verse. For God so loved the world. That's you and me. He loved the world. He loves us. Jeremiah, I love Jeremiah 31, verse 3. It says, for I have loved you with an everlasting love. That, there's a Hebrew word in there that's a Hebrew word, chesed, which is the, the loyal love of God. It's that love that, that is not conditional in other words, it is a love that keeps flowing, keeps moving, keeps surrounding us no matter what we do. We can't earn it more or we can't uh, uh, be, better for, be, be better and then somehow it gets on us or we can't run from it. It's always there. It's a love that surrounds us. It's his chesed, his loyal love, unconditional. I love Zephaniah 3.17. It says, the Lord your God is in your midst, a mighty one who will save. He rejoices over you with gladness. He quiets you with his love. He exalts over you with loud singing. It's that doting father, that doting grandfather who loves on us and just lavishes on us his grace and his love and his kindness and his mercy. That's the love of God. That's the love of Christ. Let's keep making that choice to be reminded of his love. Surrender to the reality that God loves us. Now, I know sometimes we don't feel very lovable, but God loves you. No matter what you do, no matter where you are, no matter how you push away or do the wrong thing, God loves you still. 
let the truth of that love soak in. For following Jesus is not just actions given, but a heart surrendered to his love and Jesus driven. Another choice to give space for Jesus to shape our hearts is a choice to accept that we are lacking. Verse 21 goes on, says, you know, Jesus looked at him and loved him and it says this, and he and said to him, Jesus said to him, you lack one thing. Go and sell all that you have and give it to the poor and you'll have treasures in heaven and come and follow me. This rich young ruler had everything. Everything the world considers valuable. He had power, he had money, no doubt well known. He could have even been famous. But Jesus points out what he lacks. Jesus is good at that. (laughs) He knows what we lack. And we'll discover in a moment what this rich young ruler lacked. But what do you lack in following Jesus? Just like this rich young ruler came to Jesus, you've come. Hopefully anticipating something, looking for an answer. And I believe God brought you here and me here today because there's something Jesus wants to show us. There's there's a great prayer in Psalm 139, verses 23 and 24. It says, search me, O God, and know my heart. And try me and know my thoughts and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my anxious thoughts and, and see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the everlasting way. Grievous means hurtful. <clears throat> it's the notion of placing something in our lives that is not God, that hinders living life God's way. Is there anything in your life like that? I want you just to, to close your eyes for a moment. And I want you to listen to this verse again. Listen to each word. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. Take a moment and pray that to God. Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And see if there be any grievous way in me and lead me in the way everlasting. God's really good at revealing stuff to us if we're open and willing to listen, what's he saying to you? Just take a moment in silence and as his piano plays, let let God speak to you. Is there anything that you're lacking? God, thanks for revealing what you did. Help us now to take that and whether it's a sin to confess or something to to move forward towards Holy Spirit, guide us and direct us in that. 
thank you that you are, are loving. You love us. Just like the, you said to the rich young ruler, you love us. And yet you want to reveal to us what is lacking. Help us to acknowledge that. And we give it to you. Thank for this time of introspection, we pray in the name of Jesus. Amen. Thanks for taking that moment with us. We're not perfect. We are lacking. Say it with me. I'm lacking. Now look to the person next to you and go, "Uh (laughs) uh-huh. Let's accept it and strive to deal with what Jesus points out, surrendering to his thoughts, surrendering to his guidance. For following Jesus is not just actions given, but a heart surrendered and Jesus-driven. Yet another choice to give space for Jesus is to shape, to shape our hearts is a choice to avoid being disheartened. Here is what this rich young ruler lacked. Verse 22, Jesus said, sell everything you have, come and follow me. Verse 21, verse 22, disheartened by the saying, he, the rich young ruler, went away sorrowful for he had great possessions. This is one of the saddest verses in all of scripture. This guy chose to turn away from Jesus for he was disheartened. The word means divided in his heart. He wanted to follow Jesus, but he wanted what he wanted to. Jesus said it this way in Matthew chapter 6, verse 24, no one can serve two masters. He will either hate one or love the other or he will be devoted to one and despise the other. You cannot serve God in money. We can't follow Jesus and follow someone or something else. The truth is that this, these um, leaders and masters of our life creep into our life all the time. Work, hobbies, being busy, our wants, even good things like family and serving at church and friends. Jesus said this in Matthew 16, 24 and 25. Then Jesus told his disciples, if anyone would come after me, let him deny himself, take up his cross and follow me for whoever would save his life will lose it. But whoever loses his life for my sake will save it. We're to follow Jesus. That's denying ourselves. That idea of taking up our cross is that willingness to surrender our life, to die to ourselves time and time again and put Jesus as that one central leader, king, lord, master, ruler, boss in our life. Life is found in our hearts, the core of our life, our being, being surrendered to Jesus. So let's avoid being disheartened, this divided heart. For following Jesus is not actions given, but a heart surrendered and Jesus-driven. Another choice to give space for Jesus to shape our hearts is a choice uh, to accept the difficult. Look at verse now 23. Jesus looked around as disciples How difficult, he said this, how difficult it will be for those who have wealth to enter the kingdom of God. And the disciples were amazed at his words, but Jesus said again to them, children, how difficult it is to enter the kingdom of God. It's easier for a camel to go through the eye of a needle than for a rich person to enter the kingdom of God. And they were exceedingly astonished and said to them, who can be saved? This full heart, take up your cross, humble life, knowing we're loved is not easy. It's not easy to be a follower of Jesus. It's difficult. We're swimming upstream 
We're cycling with a headwind. We're running up the down escalator because it involves self-denial. It involves surrender. It involves sacrifice. It takes work. It takes work to study and be introspective, uh, to put into practice God's word. It's inconvenient to attend church, especially on daylight savings time Sunday. So I'm amazed. Way to go for being here. It's stressful thinking about giving of our time and our money and our efforts. It is. But there is a promise in all of it. I love how Luke 6.38 puts it. Give and it will be given to you. Good measure, pressed down, shaken together, running over. We put into your lap for the measure you use, it will be measured back to you. It's not talking about a prosperity gospel here that you do so you can get. But there's an incredible world open to those who endure the surrender and sacrifice Jesus calls us to. Life as it was meant to be. There's an amazing joy. There's, there's complete satisfaction. Sure, it's difficult and it has some costs, but well worth it. Let's make the choice to accept the difficult. For following Jesus is not just actions given, but a heart surrendered and Jesus driven. The next choice to give space for Jesus to shape our hearts is a choice to believe the possible with God. Look at verse 27. Jesus looked at them because they asked who can be saved. Jesus looked at them and said, with man, it is impossible, but not with God for all things are possible with God. Yes, it seems impossible for people to change, maybe even impossible for us to change and to come to faith. But God can do the miraculous. Sure, everyone has a free will to choose or not. But God has a way of bringing circumstances around. I remember my dad. My dad uh, uh, struggled with a lot of different things. He brilliant man, but struggled with alcoholism. And uh, boy, I hated him for years. God gave me a new love for him. And I began to pray for his salvation. And I said, God, just give him one more day. Just give him one more day and bring into his life circumstances where he would hear the gospel, where he'd hear the truth of Jesus. And lo and behold, I would be interacting with my dad and my dad would call me and say, hey, Mike, I got invited to a Christian businessman's lunch. Should I go? I'm going, miraculous. He, He called me one day and said, Mike, guess what? A pastor moved down at the end of our street. He asked me over for dinner. Should I go? (laughs) Miraculous. All these things kept coming. Actually, the person who he was living with, uh, when she was on her deathbed, I I came to just to see if I could share Christ with her. And she goes, Mike, I know all this. I've been sharing Christ with your dad every single day. Miraculous. God does the miraculous. Nothing is impossible with God God can do the possible. He can. Now, it may not be how we imagine. You see, I I never knew if my dad came to faith or not, but I trust in God, for all things are possible with God. Let's choose to believe the possible with God. For following Jesus is not just action given, but heart surrendered and Jesus driven. The last choice to give space for Jesus to shape our heart is a choice to treasure Jesus. Look at the last few verses of this passage. Peter began to say, see, we have left everything to follow you. And Jesus said, truly, I say to you, there is no one who has left house or brothers or sisters or mothers or fathers or children or lands for my sake and the gospel who will not receive 
a hundredfold now in this time, houses, brothers and sisters and mothers and children and lands and with, uh, with persecutions in, of this age to come eternal life. But many who are first will be last and the last first. See, the disciples had surrendered their lives, their hearts to Jesus. They treasured Jesus, except maybe Judas. But they were blessed. Sure, most all of them died for their faith, but their life was incredible, fulfilled, and meaningful, and they thrived. Now, this, this story is not telling us all to go sell everything and be at church all the time. It's not saying that. It's saying we need to surrender our hearts to Jesus. We need to give that all to him, our heart to him. Though the rich young ruler appeared to be first in life, he was actually last. Those first, like the disciples, whose heart were fully focused on Jesus, were first in what life was all about. For following Jesus is a heart given over to him to treasure Jesus. And the question is, do you? For following Jesus is not just actions given, but a heart surrendered and Jesus driven. Yes, we choose what we treasure. And what we treasure shapes our heart. It gives space for Jesus to work. And the challenge is today is to make choices to let Jesus shape our heart. Mark gave us seven, seven choices, a choice to interact with Jesus, the choice to know that we're loved, the choice to accept that we're lacking, the choice to avoid being disheartened, the choice to accept the difficult, the choice to believe the possible with God, and the choice to treasure Jesus. Following Jesus, you see, is not just actions given, but a heart surrendered and Jesus driven. What choices could you make today to give way for your heart to be shaped by Jesus? Will you pray with me? Father God, uh, we do make so many choices every day, and those choices matter. Help us to make those choices that tender our heart, that open our heart to being shaped by you. Lord, this rich young ruler started out well. He sought you. He went for an interaction with you. But yet, Lord, though he was pointed out what's lacking, he let his disheartened heart, his divided heart, push him away from you, Jesus. Lord, I don't want us to get like that. I don't want to be like that. I want to make the choice to, to know you better. To realize that there's great possibilities in you, that you can do the impossible, that we can be who you want us to be. Lord, we want to surrender our heart to you. We give it to you. Challenge us, change us. And help us navigate through life as true followers of you, we pray in the name of Jesus.